The information discussed in this episode is intended as general information only. It is not intended for one-on-one medical advice, and you should always consult your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. And if you like the content discussed in this episode, please go leave a review so that others can benefit from it as well. I am a woman on a mission that is dedicated to teaching you just how powerful your body was built to be. I like to do that by bringing you the latest science, the greatest thought leaders, and applicable steps that help you tap into your own internal healing power. The purpose of this podcast is to give you the power back and help you believe in yourself again. My name is Dr. Mindy Pels, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Okay, resetters. So I have a really fun interview with what I would call the fairy godmother, because she was a true gift, to the ketogenic cookbook world. This is Maria Emmerich, and she co-authored the ketogenic cookbook. Do you have, Jessica, do you have that cookbook? I don't have that cookbook, but I mean, well, now we have like 30 of her cookbooks. I know. (laughs) She's mailed to us. So she, this woman is a hoot and she sent us, she said, I'll send you 11 of my cookbooks. Okay. For starters, let's just stop and ask, like, she wrote 11 cookbooks? I know. So much work. There's a lot of, like, these are dense. These aren't flimsy cookbooks. There is so much in there. I know. Well, and and she kept talking about her paleo lasagna, but I'm like, what cookbook is the paleo lasagna? And I feel like I'm going to have to flip through every single one of them to find it. Well, the one that I still have trouble finding is the carnivore pancakes. Oh, yeah. The and par- there's carnivore waffles. The carnivore waffles. And then she talked about a carnivore bread. Like yes. sandwiches. Car- yeah. Yeah. So anyways, you guys, if you want to know about, she started, she has all these ketogenic cookbooks and then she moved into the carnivore world. And so she's really now resonating with the carnivore diet. And I guess like many of us, we get excited about a diet and some of us podcast and go to YouTube and talk about it and other people write cookbooks. So she has written the carnivore cookbook, which if you're interested in the carnivore diet, I really, really recommend that you check it out. But the other thing is, okay, so she is like this tiny and mighty woman. So Jessica and I can't wait for you to listen to this interview because she said she's a bow hunter. Yeah, she's got, well, yeah, you both have like this like booming personality and these tiny little bodies. So energetically, this episode is going to be amazing for you guys to listen to. But yeah, she has property in Wisconsin or Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. And she hunts off the porch of her property. (laughs) Yeah. So she, so she, and she's just so filled with love and energy. And somewhere in the episode, you guys will hear, she, she basically says like, oh, we had just gone into the pandemic when we interviewed her. And she said, oh, I'm, I'm totally good because I'm a bow hunter. So I'm not worried about grocery stores shutting down. I'll just grab my air, my bow and arrow and I'll go shoot some meat outside my house. Yes. <laughs> and I, the visual of that, I was like, what? Oh my gosh. So, but then she also does ketogenic retreats in Sorrento, Italy. Yeah, we need to go. We, we totally need to go, but I have a question for you. Would you go to Italy and become keto? I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could be. I don't think I could do it, but she said no judgment on whatever you end up eating or drinking. So she's she, just there to teach while you 
you know, maybe try to do keto. Yeah. So she did. She said, I brought that to her attention. I'm like, I love you. I love your energy. I love Italy. And I cannot imagine being doing keto in Italy. No. And she was like, no judgment. So you guys can hear what she says says there. So anyhow, if you're interested in going carnivore, I highly recommend this episode. We really talked about the difference between keto and carnivore and why she evolved into carnivore. And she had some really interesting things to say about that. She is a macro counter. That's the other thing. She loves to count her macros. So you guys will, if you've picked up any of her cookbooks, she has all the macros in there. So hallelujah for Maria. And we tried to, we're trying to get her to do a carnivore fast training week. And I think you reached out to her, didn't you, Jess? Yeah, I reached out to her. She's not able to be with us live because she's doing cooking classes with Halle Berry right now. So stay Crazy. tuned to what that looks like, but we'll try to morph some of her recipes into our next, next fast training week. Yeah. So we want to do a carnivore fast training week. So if you're not familiar with our fast training week, come check out our Resetter Collaborative In Facebook, we fast together and we do all different variations of fasting. So, but you guys, this is such a fun episode. I mean, I really, Jessica and I, and I think Maria had a good time too. We we had a blast. Yeah. (laughs) We had so much fun. So you're in for a treat. Enjoy. Hey, Resetters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. So here's what you get in the Academy. And I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My Academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash reset academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled and let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash reset academy. Excited to see you there. 
Okay, resetters. So I am back with another huge keto influencer is what I'm going to call you, Maria, because this woman is the co-author of the freaking Bible of all ketogenic cookbooks, the ketogenic cookbook. I mean, that's what it's called. So let me start off by just welcoming Maria Emmerich to our podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Dr. Mindy. I'm so honored to be here. I feel like we're kindred spirits in a way. (laughs) I know. I know. I agree. I agree. And, you know, like I told you in the pre-interview, I just adore your cookbook. It it saved me when I first started to understand keto. My first reaction to the ketogenic diet was, holy shit, no way. (laughs) We are not going to eat and like this. And I went to Amazon, but I saw the health benefits and I went to Amazon and I'm like, surely somebody's come up with a cookbook and the only book out there was yours. And it's been a lifesaver. So so how did you ever stumble upon this and how well, did you create this amazing cookbook? What's interesting is that's not even my first book. I started oh. writing that. I started writing maybe seven years before that, but I was self-published then. And so, you know, but that served me well. What happened was I was 16 years old and I was twice my size. I was a really good athlete, but I was just a, you know, big athlete, literally. I wasn't feeling well. So I went to the family doctor and she gave me an antidepressant because I was pretty depressed. I was given an acid blocker, a prescription for IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And I was told I had PCOS, which now we know as a form of insulin resistance that affects female fertility. So it was kind of a type two diabetes that was affecting my fertility. And I was like, wow, that's a lot. And she told me it was just the cards I was dealt because my grandpa had diabetes. My uncle did like, it was just, you know, my fate. But that very same week, I took my beautiful golden retriever to the vet because she was losing patches of her hair. And the first question the vet asked me was, what are you feeding her? And instead of, yeah, instead of giving me any medication, he just said, nope, you're going to start a raw beef diet, or, you know, the barf diet or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, let's do it. And I was like, I'm changing my life. But guess what? At the time, I worked at a coffee shop where I made, I woke up early, I made the cinnamon rolls, the scones, the muffins. Uh, I drank mochas like they were going out of style because they were free. And then at the end of the day, what didn't sell at 4 p.m. went home with me. Wow. And so I don't even know if I ever ate like protein or healthy fats. I was just eating cinnamon rolls, you know? And it's like, wow, I need to change, change big time. And I love food. I will always love food. I grew up like on my birthday, we always, I I made it. I love cooking. I made this big pans of lasagna and I was like, I am not giving up lasagna. And so I wrote a recipe and this was, I mean, this has been 23 years. I'm almost 40. I wrote a recipe for protein noodle lasagna and holy Hannah, it is still like an Instagram sensation. Um, You guys, you all must make it because like, I was like, I want lasagna, but I don't want the carbs. Right. And people are like, I feed this to people that don't even know what keto is. And they're like, what is this lasagna? It's delicious. And it's easier than making noodles because it's like, I use Applegate Farms, they're organic deli meat. Oh, I was going to say, what do you, what do you use for the noodle? If it's protein noodle, but yeah, I made a YouTube video. Yeah. Check it out. I I will. My kids are nine and 10 and they eat this way. I'm not a short order cook, but 
that's what got me. What happened was I'm going out off on a tangent, but so that was 16. I met the love of my life at 17 and I was married at a young age and we wanted to adopt children because I still didn't, I was told I couldn't have kids. I didn't know what was going on. And so we started adopting, but he lost his job. And like, that was really hard. I went to school for nutrition. And so I just put everything I learned into a book to help raise money for my adoption, our adoption. And like, it was just, people loved it. They loved the food. They loved the concept of it. And it just, it worked. And so that's what got me writing in the first place was for my kids. Yeah. Amazing. You know, something on the dog thing I want to point out, we had a dog, beautiful Rottweiler, just loved this dog, best dog I've ever had. She got lymphoma. And so I researched what's the best diet and the ketogenic diet came up. And so we started doing keto for our dog. She ended up living a year beyond the time that she should live. And the the food looked so good. Literally, my kids' friends would come over and they'd be like, can I eat what the dog's eating? <laughs> That's too funny. I know. That's what, like, think about what animals eat. They don't eat rice. They don't eat vegetables. Like a wolf wouldn't eat that. Why were we feeding that to our dogs? And so, and honestly, we didn't have any money. So the the raw beef diet was really like, it was raw. I would grind up um, raw beef heart. Mm. And that basically was her diet and chewing on bones and... Did you see, did you see like a change? Like we saw a change in her coat, her hair, she got shinier. She got, I mean, it was amazing. Energy. Yeah. Like her hair grew back pretty much right away. And for me, the, like my depression went away. Like I didn't lose weight right away, but the depression that went away is what kept me on the diet. I'm from central Wisconsin, which is like food cat. Yeah. And like, we love food. We love beer. We love cheese, you know, like I was really weird and I still kind of am to the community because I don't drink alcohol, you know, I don't eat the potatoes and, and all of that, but it's okay because I'm a stubborn German girl. I can handle it. Well, and you feel good. I mean, I think yeah. that's the, I think that's the big thing about the ketogenic diet is that literally like the first time I heard that and the first time I heard intermittent fasting, I was like, okay, I looked at the science. I understood how it could apply to the human body. And then I was like, not for me. Yeah. And now I like laugh because this is how I eat all the time. So yeah. I can't even imagine eating different. So your, your first book wasn't the ketogenic cookbook, the one that you raised. So take me from there to how you met Jimmy Moore and like, how did you go from into this launch into this whole ketogenic movement? I would like when I started after college, when my husband did lose his job, I just started my own nutrition business and I would just like hold classes in town. And then pretty soon, like people outside of town wanted me to speak. And then pretty soon outside of state wanted me to speak. And then I spoke in Russia, like it just started growing and I didn't have any money to advertise. So it was all word of mouth. But I think when you when you serve your patients well, like they want other people to feel well. And so it just, and they're like, you eat good food, you eat good food. So don't worry about it, but you have to plan ahead, mm-hmm. you know, That's but true. we, we plan ahead in all other aspects of our life. Why wouldn't we plan ahead for success with what we're eating? And so true. yeah, like so I, true. 
before I talked to you, you know what I did? I just took out some steaks and some fish from the freezer so I can easily fry that up tomorrow for lunch. Like I'm just always one step ahead because I love my mom, but she never had anything planned for dinner. And I could feel her anxiety. Like, I don't know what we're going to have, you know, like she'd just get real anxiety. And half the time we would just have like rice with skim milk and cinnamon sugar. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) I mean, so I just want to plan ahead. Like I just, it's just one step ahead, but it just was word of mouth. And then pretty soon Jimmy asked me to be on a podcast. And so I was on his podcast and it just like grew that way. And I'm, I'm almost like saddened with the whole, like how keto has grown because mm. there's so much bad information. Mm. I don't know how you feel about exogenous ketones, but everybody's like, just take the ketones and eat the damn muffin. And I'm yep. just like, not a fan. Now you have high glucose and high ketones. Yep. That's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that people don't realize is that the ketogenic diet is in alignment with how the human body is meant to be fed. Yeah, babies are in ketosis. Right. So when you put an exogenous ketone in and your blood sugar is high, we don't, that's not how it's meant. I mean, it, your blood sugar is supposed to be down and then your ketones go up. So you start messing with biology and right. we don't know what's going to happen. Right. So I always tell like, people, not a good idea. And don't even chase ketones because the longer you've been keto, like I've been doing it for 23 years. Like my ketones are really low, but I also, run in the morning. So I'm using the ketones for energy. My ketones are low. Do I get depressed about it? Yeah. No? Oh my God. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. So we, in our group, our resetter group and all the fasting and keto we do people, what I always tell them is take your focus off the damn scale. Let's put the scale away and let's like, look at something a little bit that's more functional, which is the, the meter, the blood meter. But then they get obsessed about like, oh my God, I've been doing this. I didn't eat any carbs and my and I'm still at 0.6. It's not going up. And I'm like, okay, wait, it's the mindset here that's broken. Right. So right. and I and think, what's interesting, if you drink a bunch of alcohol the night before, your ketones are gonna be real high. Yeah. That's not a good thing either. That's right. And I think to your point, the longer you've been doing the keto diet, the more efficient your body gets when those ketones do pop up, your brain's like, hey, I'll take those. Thank you. And then in the meter, the meter doesn't tell, is like, you're looking at the meter because your brain gobbled them all up. You don't need them. What do you want them in your brain or on your, on your little blood stick? Like where <laughs> would you rather have them? So and yeah. then like people sometimes will, they'll start to exercise and it'll go down more. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay. You know? Yeah. Amazing. The, I, I want to dive into the cookbook here in a moment. The other interesting thing though, that you said that I just want people to understand is that I think when you show up in the world in your, what lights you up and in your true essence, that's how, how businesses are grown. It just, things just magnetize to you because you're being congruent with you. So when I hear you say, I just was cooking, I was passionate about it. I just wanted to serve people and people came. I'm like, yeah, that's how it works. Well, you know, I think in all aspects of our life, if you want to be successful, stop being like, oh, you know, this coronavirus, like it's, yeah, it stinks, but you know what? Grab the opportunity by the balls and just go for it. Because like when I was told about my diagnosis, I didn't get all depressed. Oh, I can't have bread. I can't have rice. It's like, you know what? I get to have steak and not feel bad about it. I get to have, you know, like all of these like I love hollandaise and all these things I thought were so bad. I'm like, I get yep. to have this stuff, you know, yep. like 
when I was told I couldn't have kids, I didn't be like, hmm, I can't have my own kids. You know what? I have the two coolest kids. They're from Ethiopia and they are just rock my world. And you just have to be all aspects of that. If people, if you want to be successful, don't you agree? Oh, I love your attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody wants to be around. Hmm. Right, right. Well, and when you are in the vibration of like complaining, you just get more things to complain about. But if if you take a moment that feels, I always call it a sucker punch moment, where you kind of get like news that you don't like, it's okay to feel it for a moment. But if you dwell in it, you're going to keep getting more news you don't like. So I love that. I definitely was sad. I mean, we were, we were in the process of adopting two kids. My husband lost his job. And if you know anything about adoption, when you lose insurance, all that money, all the headway you made goes away. You start at square one. Yeah, I got depressed, but it made me fight hard and it gave me time to write. And, you know, like I tried to find things like go kayaking when I want. And because you know what, when those babies come, you don't get to do that. No, you don't get to do anything. Yeah. So I tried to, you know, anyway, I'm digressing onto a different topic. So, okay. So let's go into the cookbook and for a moment, because let me tell you in my community, the thing that has drove my team the craziest has been taking a recipe and figuring out the damn macros. <laughs> and that was the other thing that this book has. I'm I like, do it on every recipe. Oh, come on, girl. You did, you did this for how many, how long did that take you? Oh, that's almost as long as writing the recipes. Yes. All, I mean, it is all math, but most books don't include that. No. That was the game changer for this, one of the game changers other than they were tasty. But I, when I got this Bible, I was like, oh my God, they've, they've calculated the macros. You're so this, sweet. You're, like, you're a, like a hero. Calculator for everybody too. I don't know if you're interested in that. Yeah. What is it? I have a free macro calculator. Oh. It's on my blog or website, mariamindbodyhealth.com. In the corner, if you type in, I'll give you the link maybe, calculator, because everybody's macros will be different. Mine are different than yours Yes, all of your patients. So that's really important to realize that we're not going to have the same macros. Yeah. Um, well, so I think that's really important because I I interviewed. Oh my gosh, here's another woman. I'm gonna lift up my books. I've got all my cookbooks around here. Lift up my computer. Have you read? Have you? Do you know Anna Vocino? I do not. No. Okay, so she has a book. It's called Eat Happy, and we had such a fun conversation. And it's a ketogenic. It's a gluten free, grain free, low carb cookbook. And so we had a fun conversation. And she was like, I get emails all the time from people about the macros, and she and she's a comedian. And so she was like. One of the things I want to tell them is the world needs you to be the best version of you possible. And that doesn't mean spending an hour emailing me about macros. <laughs> we, you, have, you could put that hour to better use in the world than analyzing macros. So when you say that macros are different for everybody, do you mean it's different, like the calculator is different? Or do you mean people's how they should eat the macros. Are Your macros are going to be different than mine. Your amount of protein, fat, and carbohydrate are okay. different than my protein, carbohydrate. Our lean mass is different. Our activity level is different. Male, female is different. Are you pregnant? Are you breastfeeding? You know, like all of that, your lean mass is really important to know. And that's why we broke it down into like, if you don't know it, I help you figure it out. Amazing. Because 
yeah, you don't have to spend time. Like, did I know my macros when I was 16? Hell right. no. Right. And it's okay if you don't want, like, I'm a minimalist in all aspects of my life. I really am. But when people are not seeing the success they want, here's a tool to help you be successful. That's awesome. So this calculator, will it, can you put in your lean mass and figure, it'll figure out. So if, if I'm standing in line at the grocery store and you and I strike up a conversation and, I, and you're like, oh, I have this ketogenic cookbook and a thousand other cookbooks. And I say, hey, what, what, should, what is the ketogenic diet? And we dive into macros. What are the macros? Do you give like general macros to people? Well, when they ask, what is the keto diet? I'll say, well, you, your body can either run on you know, sugar or it can run on ketones. And if you eliminate the carbohydrates enough and you hit your protein goal, too much protein will not turn into sugar. Okay, let's talk about that. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about that. I like And it. then fat will be a lever. If you want to lose fat, let's turn the fat dial down. If you okay. are athletes or, you know, in it for epilepsy, like I spoke in Russia about epilepsy, you turn the fat dial up. Okay. But most people complain about keto that they're losing their hair. They're always cold. All of these things. They're not getting enough protein. If you look at your hair follicles, it's made up of amino acids. I don't like when people are drinking. I, I, I just, I don't want to offend anybody. Like, oh no, you go ahead. You can offend away. This we're educating. Coffee, fat bombs, fat fast, egg fast. You will fail. Mm, okay. You might see it on the scale, but you can lose lean mass very quickly. And okay. the only way to keep your lean mass is protein. Okay. And what, what would you say to the person who's a vegetarian? Do you think they can do keto vegetarian? If they eat eggs, but they're going to have to eat a lot of eggs. Okay. Because vegetarian sources of protein don't signal mTOR, that muscle building like mm-hmm. animal protein does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could definitely so, see that. But so, I do with vegetarians, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we brought Will Cole on on the podcast to hear his side of the keto vegetarian because we have a lot of, in our community, we have a lot of keto vegetarians and I agree with you. They're not getting enough amino acids. Right. What I say is, okay, are you a vegetarian or a vegan because you love animals? Because I cannot argue that. I can't argue that. If you think it's healthy, sit down because we're going to be here a while because I'm going to show you all the anti-nutrients and vegetables, all the oxalates that are causing kidney stones, all of these anti-nutrients that I once thought were really good, but, and some people, some people listening might think I'm crazy, but I'm planting a seed so you can at least realize the vegetables aren't where the nutrients are. And I have charts in my book where I show kale, blueberries, an apple, steak, and organ meat. What do you think is, has the most nutrients in it? It's not the kale. It's not the blueberries. It's yeah, not I the, said apple. the blueberries. Thing. No, it's none of those. Oh, Beef blows them. I should grab the book. Beef blows it out of the chart. And organ meat is even higher. Everything is higher. Interesting. Is higher. And all of the kale, blueberries, and apple have anti-nutrients where you actually need more things. So you know zinc, oysters. Oysters are filled with zinc. Okay? You get like, I don't know, 200 micrograms of zinc when you eat oysters. Like maybe four oysters. When you add black beans to it, it drops 70%. The bioavailability, 
of zinc. Interesting. You get so much less. You add corn tortillas to it, you get basically nothing. Interesting. Interesting. So, so it's not just what you're eating, it's what you're pairing it with too. Yeah, it's the combination. People are going to be like, how do I find that? Is that in one of your books? It is. It's in either the carnivore cookbook or keto, the complete guide to success. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at-home fitness programs. And we created together a new fitness program called Power Sync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us, is that we literally created Power Sync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man, One of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. So this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you got to do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60 and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. Okay. So let's move to the carnivore diet because we get this question a lot too. And, you know, I'm a big fan of variation. I think that one of the challenges that we have with diets right now is that we become zealots for one. Like we walk around with like, I'm keto and everybody else sucks. I'm carnivore and everybody else sucks. And my take is like, you could be all those things. Your body thrives on variation. So we have splashed in some carnivore, especially for our SIBO patients and had great success. So talk a little bit about the benefits of carnivore and where it differs from keto. So if someone would have told me to go carnivore when I was 16, I wouldn't even try it. I would have been like, nope, not going there. And so that's why I still am very passionate about keto because it is a, you know, carnivore is a subset of keto and it might not be for everybody. But what happened was, uh, well, first of all, my kids didn't like vegetables and we were at one of the holidays and my mom was kind of nagging me about the kids not eating vegetables. And so my husband started making charts of the nutrients, never thinking they'd go into a book, but we just picked all of these, like what everybody thinks is really healthy, like kale and spinach and all of this. And all the things my kids eat, they love salmon, they love beef, they love, um, I mean, I hide organ meat and things. So How he did, did all these charts, you know, right? So uh, we wanted to show my, my mom, he wanted to show his mother-in-law, my kids are thriving. And what's interesting, when they came to us from Ethiopia, they were like one in three. They, weren't, they were so little, they weren't even on the growth charts. Now they're at the 90th percentile. Wow. You know, wow. like does heal and they are basically carnivores, but we still like eat gummy bears and stuff. But 
what happened was my husband got Lyme disease really bad. Like it went undiagnosed for over five years. And my publisher was the one who actually said, I think your husband has Lyme disease because we talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, he was tested and it came back negative. And he's like, he didn't do the right test. He has to do the hygienic test. So we did that. And sure enough, he had Lyme and he probably had it for five years before. And th- at this point, at least he was keto because otherwise he'd be totally bedridden, but he was riddled with pain all the time. Hmm. And looking into what causes pain, like oxalates, all of these hmm. things, he's like, you know, oxalates are in vegetables. He's like, I think I'm going to try to cut them out. And I was like, okay. And I wanted to be supportive. So I just, we all kind of went along the journey with him and oh my gosh, like he was throwing footballs, like stuff he's never done with my kids before because he was always in pain. So if you have chronic Lyme patients, I highly suggest doing that. But listening to stories of like Amber O'Hearn, she has bipolar disease, but when she eats 100% carnivore, she is off all medication. Amazing. It is amazing. Do you think that's because of the amino acids? I mean, the brain really needs so much. I I can see the oxalates for the joint stuff and the pain, but depression, anxiety, bipolar, like I would think that's because you're getting so many amino acids. But if she gets even spices on her like burger, we were eating together lunch and she was really concerned if there were any spices on a burger because that would even throw her off to need medication. So I think it's more than that. But it definitely is for, you know, chronic pain, autoimmune. We call it the ultimate autoimmune protocol. I don't have an autoimmune disease. So do I still have, I'm aware of what foods have a lot of oxalates because I don't want kidney stones. I don't want gallstones. Right. You know, so I would choose like iceberg lettuce over spinach because spinach has a lot of oxalates. And what oxalates do, they bind to calcium, that calcium then the calcium doesn't get into your bones. It gets built up in the kidneys and you get kidney stones. And so, yeah, that's why, you know, I'm just aware of what things have a lot of it, but I still like, I still like gummy bears. I still like, you know, we make those and we like, you know, certain You make them? Oh yeah. I put it on my YouTube. There's three ingredients. It's delicious. Okay. We'll, we'll put the link for your YouTube in there because that's again more ways to to spice up our lives and totally and help our taste buds okay so tell me what what does a day look like as a carnivore this is i i haven't done i mean i like meat i'm definitely more on the keto and some keto variations and i've been thinking i have a friend who i was at a seminar with and she was um every time we sat down for a meal she's like oh i'm carnivore only i'm carnivore only for a couple of weeks and it, she just kept ordering steak and, uh, and nothing else. So what does a day look like? I just hate to keep talking about my YouTube, but we were just in the kitchen. No, making it's all good. My carnivore waffles. And so oh we were making gosh. waffles and it's just, there's no dairy in it. Cause that's the thing. Like when people do carnivore with a lot of dairy, most people, they want to lose weight and feel better. And when you do a lot of dairy, you're probably going to gain quite a bit of weight and you're probably not going to feel as well. So there's different levels to carnivore, which I break down in the book, but the carnivore waffles, it's just meat and eggs. And you basically put it into a waffle maker. I know it sounds really weird, but it's really, really good. And then they can, you make it as a sandwich if you want or whatever. You mix it around, like you blend it up. Yeah. You just like with a fork, mix the eggs and the ground beef and stuff. But like for me, that's not a typical thing that I would eat. So for lunch today, I had like, I still do intermittent fasting. I, I work best 
when I'm, you know, just clear, my mind is clear. All of our greats work that way, you know? Right. But I uh, had a filet mignon and I had a piece of halibut. And that's like my favorite, like easy lunch because it just takes like five minutes to fry those two things up. And then I usually have a later meal. And I know it sounds opposite, but I usually, I love scrambled eggs. So I'll make scrambled eggs with salmon and I eat, I make carnivore bread. And so I'll have that on slices of carnivore toast. What, what's in carnivore bread? You got you got to see my YouTube. It's okay, on there. I, I will. I I I I love this. This because the creativity. <laughs> no, really, yeah, it reminds people of Wonder Bread. So I'll put my eggs on that bread, and I usually make this. I, I'm not. I'm okay with dairy, so I, I'll make this brown butter cheese sauce. You ever make brown butter? Oh, it's like uh, cheese. Yeah. I no. I guess maybe not my version of. Oh, tell me brown butter. Grown butter, it's just, you take butter and you put it in a saucepan and you heat it really hot and you have a whisk and all of a sudden it'll froth up and it brown flecks will appear. Yeah, okay, I've seen that. Oh like my gosh, my head. it's like life-changing. So okay. I love that on lobster, I love that on shrimp, I mean, you name it. But yeah. so that's like a real like typical day for me. But So, okay, so I, it sounds, I mean, it sounds really yummy. I was actually having a conversation yesterday with a woman who had a son or has a son with a brain tumor and she found the keto, ketogenic diet just really brought, it actually shrunk his, his yeah. brain tumor. And her response to me when we were talking about like, how do you get your kids to eat keto? She's like, you put butter on anything and all of a sudden you have upped the taste and you'll have no problem eating anything. You know, it's interesting. I have one son that can't do dairy. So throw that in. That's why I wrote a lot of dairy-free books too. Wow. Just because that makes a whole nother game changer, but it just made me much more creative. Like like I told you, nothing's bad. It's a challenge, right? Right. I love Uh, it. I'm going to overcome. And so, no, yeah. We just like for yesterday lunch, we had easy Chipotle at home. Everybody loves Chipotle. And so we had basically Chipotle at home where I make these you know, tortillas that don't have any carbohydrates in them. And yeah, they're just, it's good. Okay. So the, I'm sure people listening are thinking this, what have you had your cholesterol checked? Yeah, I did. Great. I'm actually a lean mass hyperlipid responder. Okay. Are you familiar with what that is? No, no, but it's someone that usually is quite lean, exercises a lot, eats high fats. So that's my diagnosis. Are you familiar with Dave Feldman? No, no. He is your next guest. Awesome. Dave Feldman. He is like the cholesterol king. He's like a human pin cushion. Okay. This is his life. (laughs) No, I mean, he is. He'll experiment with everything. He had high cholesterol because he ate high fat, right? He lowered his cholesterol by eating Wonder Bread and bologna sandwiches. Is that a good? No, it went to the normal range where the doctor's like, oh, you don't need cholesterol meds. So mine are just under 300. Okay. But my calcium score, which you should be concerned with, is zero. Calcium score is if there's any plaque buildup in your arteries. It's zero. So will I die of heart disease? No. And I have an interesting story. I had this client who her cholesterol was always like mine, kind of high. Her husband was a heart surgeon and he always had low cholesterol and he kind of teased her. And so I said, you know what, honey, you're going to go prove him wrong. You're going to go get a calcium score. And she's like, I can do that because he works at the hospital. So 
She had it done. Her calcium score was zero. He had it done. His calcium score was in the 500s. He was a day away from a stroke. Wow. No lie. And wow. he still thanks us to this day for opening his eyes to why his patients really have heart disease. It's not fat that's clogging your arteries. It's sugar causing inflammation. And it's the omega-6 oils. It's omega-6, yep. It's, We've been, those yeah. vegetable oils, throw them out. If you yeah. have canola oil, soybean oil, or anything with that. I mean, all those packaged dressings, get rid of them because those are actually proving to cause us to be more sensitive to sugar and carbohydrates. But what's worse, it's probably the vegetable oils. Yeah. You know, I was just on a call last night with our, we have a membership group called the Reset Academy. And we were talking about the cholesterol came up and we were talking about oils. And I said, you have to look at your three, six, nine ratio because there, that will be a bigger determinant of if you're going to get a heart problem or not. And what we see, I'm curious if you've heard this before, that what we see is that most people are living this high omega-6 life. So then they go, oh, I see all the great studies on omega-3. And so they bring omega-3 up to meet their omega-6. And yeah, it helps. But then all of a sudden, one day they decide to bring their omega-6 down, their bad omega-6 down, but they're still mega dosing on their omega-3s and they've completely thrown the ratio off and that's more dangerous than anything. I actually never recommend fish oil, cod liver oil, that all goes in the garbage because you can only absorb about 80 milligrams of fish oil in a day, but people are doing 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 milligrams and you can't absorb all that. And fish oil is a very heat sensitive oil. So what happens, it oxidizes in your body and causes more issues than not. Eat your fish. I just had a piece of fish. Eat your organic eggs. Everybody complains about, oh, organic eggs, are they cost so much. Well, we live in Maui in the wintertime. Oh my gosh, you get cheap eggs for like eight bucks a dozen. It's ridiculous. So, you know, if you have this, but people will spend all that money on a fish oil supplement. Just buy the expensive eggs. Uh, <laughs> and you can feed a whole family with one dozen that costs six dollars. I love it. Yep, I love it. Or don't that, go to Starbucks. Don't go to Starbucks. I used to work at those coffee shops. Those were like six bucks a drink. Yep. We say that all the time in my office. We're like, if you give up your Starbucks habits, you'll be amazed how much higher quality food you can eat. It's it's really we have it all backwards. So I absolutely start agree. Not buying like. If you're not buying gummy bears and chips and cereal and milk, I had a raw vegan client. She saves $200 or $2,000 a year going from raw vegan, all organic food to a carnivore diet where she buys expensive beef, expensive pork. But she didn't, when she was a vegan, she had to eat all the time. She said, I was a teacher and I'd have to eat in between classes because I was always hungry. And now she eats once a day. Boom. Yeah. And that's one of the challenges we see in our community is that when people are trying to go keto vegetarian or keto vegan is they're hungry all the time. And so I agree. And I'm like, well, or they can't get their blood sugar down enough. And I'm like, I know. And I'm like, I love what you said about uh, if you're doing it for the animal rights, I'm like 100% there with you. But if you're doing it for health, we need to have another t- discussion. I thought that was brilliant. And so, but people really struggle to get their blood sugar under control when they're not eating meat. It's- and that's the thing. When people have still that like dawn phenomenon where they wake up with high blood sugars, even though they're eating keto, lower yeah. the fat because you're yeah. overfueling your tank. You don't want to overfuel your car, you know? Yeah. 
but you're eating too much fat. Turn that dial down and you'll have much better blood sugars. So you would say lower your carbs, up your protein, moderate your fat. Yes. You know, like hit about 0.8 times your lean mass and protein. Okay. Most women in particular are not hitting that, that your vegan vegetarian clients are not hitting that yeah. unless they eat like 24 eggs a day, the vegetarian, but yeah, you use your fat as a lever, you know, and I even have a protein sparing modified fasting book out there that really amps up weight loss. But again, like you said, it's not all about weight loss. It's about feeling amazing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so... What about, so this was another interesting thing, little test that I did is that I, so I have this patient who has really bad SIBO and she wanted to go on the carnivore diet. And I was like, let's try it. Let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. I I had heard meat and fat was really the best way to starve out bad bacteria, good bacteria in the small intestine. So I'm like, okay, let's try it. So she felt amazing. 90 days, all carnivore. So then I said, hey, can we test your microbiome? Let's do, uh, we use a, a test called the gut zoomer. I'm like, let's test your stools. Let's see what is going on with your bacteria. Well, I've done thousands of these tests and I was fully expecting her diversity to be off. I was expecting her good bacteria to be off. Like I really was not, I was like, she hasn't been feeding these good bacteria. Holy cow, was I wrong. She came back with the best diversity I'd ever seen of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And she had plenty of good bacteria. So uh, why is that? Like it goes against everything I know. I know, right? This is all in the carnivore cookbook about these charts on what happens to your gut microbiome when you're not feeding it with like fibrous vegetables. And that's the thing. Like people think you need fiber for like the prebiotics, right? Guess what's a better prebiotic? Collagen. How do you get collagen? Bone broth, tissues of like chicken wings and ribs, all the stuff that we eat. I should have told you we eat chicken wings all the time. We eat ribs all the time. I smoke. I have a smoker and I smoke everything. And then I have a bunch of food in the freezer. But all of those things have great prebiotics. They're actually much, much higher than fiber is. I think that a lot of medical professionals just think those are really unhealthy foods. So they push the other things. Yeah. Well, even in the in the functional medicine world, you know, the when you go and you dive into looking at what prebiotic foods are, I've been studying prebiotic foods for years now and I never heard anybody say collagen. Like that's I'm amazing. The carnivore cookbook is gonna rock your world. I can't wait. The first half of it is all of this science and showing you all of these studies and how your gut microbiome, it's gonna change. It actually changes within a day. Wow. But it's ready to process the foods you're going to feed it. You know, you're not feeding it gluten anymore. So why even care if that fiber, that probiotics, is the gut microbiome for, you know, glutens is yeah. in there, you know? Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. And then where does fasting, you've mentioned fasting a couple of times. One of the things that I point out to people all the time is that if you're trying to get ketones, it's not always about manipulating your macros. It's also about going periods of time without food where you're fasting. So do you fast? I, I only personally intermittent fast. I've never gone okay. longer than a day. I don't want to lose any lean mass. And so I, I did, I do best that way. So yeah. And so you do like two meals a day. You have like, you kind of, yep. for a long yeah. time I did OMAD, but then I started getting picked on for my size and people are cruel on social media and oh yeah, they I are energy up the wazoo. Like if I, yeah. if there was something wrong, like yeah. I would 
I wouldn't, you know, feel as great as I did. But well, yeah, I, I'll tell you a funny story on that. When I got into fasting, I did a, um, I had a big presentation I was giving to my community, a couple hundred people. It was in January. And I was like, I wanted to show that you could have energy while fasting. So I did a five-day water fast. And then on the fifth day was the presentation. So I wanted to show people like, look, I'm giving you guys a two-hour presentation. I'm standing up here. I haven't eaten in five days. This is the power of ketones. So it worked. Everybody got it. They understood it. A week later, I get a text from a friend of mine. And she's like, you know, I noticed I hadn't seen you in a while. And I noticed like you're, you really, your cheeks were sunken in and you had a lot of wrinkles. I just wanted to know if that was the part of keto. And I was like, okay, wait a second. Like, how should I take this? So basically you're telling me I look old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so you're going to use that as an excuse to not fast because you looked at me on a fifth, on a five day water fast. So yeah, but I bet in the carnivore, you don't, you probably, your skin and hair, I mean, your hair is gorgeous. Your skin and hair have to be thriving. Yeah. I mean, like I told you, I don't wear makeup. I don't actually don't even own any, you know? So I was like, do I have any powder for this interview? No, I don't. (laughs) It is what it is, but yeah, no, it, it is like you, you're, you're getting all of those good fats and and all the collagen and amino acids, like all of that has to be incredible. So, okay, tell me. So there were two other things I want to make sure we touch on that are fascinating about you. One is that you do retreats. And the second one is you do one in Italy. Is the Italy one still going on? Because that's our favorite place to go. Oh, it is. So here I grew up, I mean, I didn't have money growing up. Like we had like one family trip to like South Dakota, you know, it was like, whoop de doo But um, so when this woman reached out to me, she said, I, I specialize, I have a travel agency and I do specialized small group trips where we do yoga retreats or an art retreat in Italy because she's from Italy. She now lives in California, but she knows all these secret places, right? She, she still has all these friends in Italy. And she's like, I want, you know, I want you to be my keto girl. And I was like, what? I said, Craig, some lady Facebook messaged me that she wants me to go to Italy. He's like, give her your phone numbers. Yeah. She is now like my dearest friend. I love her to death. She's this older woman that I just love. And yeah, we just pushed it off. We're not sure when it's going to happen, but it happens every year. And it might be in the fall if it works out. If not, then maybe we'll do two next year. And so what, so this was my first reaction when I heard it was like, okay, when I go to Italy, I drink wine and I eat pasta. So what is the best meats? Think about Italians. They have the, they have the great, these great meats. They have a lot of organ meat on the menu. And if you are a carnivore, they, we feed you like they made my spaghetti bolognese and then they made uh, zucchini noodles. They made my uh, chicken parmesana and they're like, we don't know what keto is, but we made it with your recipe. So ta-da, like we ate on this farm that overlooked the coast of Sorrento. I mean, Um, it was, I was pinching myself. We made our own like homemade mozzarella and homemade ricotta cheese. And then we made food with it. And we have so much time for tours and that type of stuff. So it's, it's just like this great balance of everything, but there's no judging in my world. I was married to my husband for eight years before he even decided to come along this journey with me because we sat down at the table the first night, the first trip I ever took, and nobody sat by me. And I was like, listen up, listen up. 
They I were said, probably intimidated. I, well, I said, as long as you don't judge me, yeah. I will not judge you. That's not my style. Okay. If you want to have wine, if you want to have limoncello, if you want to have pasta, we're here to have a good time and learn. I'm going to teach you what I know, but I will never judge you for grabbing a cookie or something like that's yeah. just, yep. nobody in my, my parents, my brothers and sisters, my in-laws, nobody eats keto. I still love them. Right. So right. if you want to come on the Italy trip, you do what you want. Don't judge me. I won't judge you. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, we're going to, we want to come. Yeah. yeah. Jessica, my right-hand gal who's listening right now, she got married in Italy last summer. So she was like, she did it last summer. Yeah. Right. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. So, but it's such a great idea to immerse yourself in information like that because, you know, like we, you talked about YouTube a lot. And one of the things we see with our YouTube channel is like, you're just getting pieces of information over there. And sometimes you get frustrated because you're only getting pieces, but you're applying the pieces, but you haven't put, you don't have all the pieces. So you go to a retreat like that and you get the whole puzzle. Right. And, and you I get, teach you all of like the really bad keto information out there. And Amazing. Amazing. So you're, the most current book you have out right now is the Carnivore Cookbook. Is that? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that one and the uh, the keto air fryer book kind of came out at the same time. Okay. So, like everybody's like, so you're carnivore now? I'm like, not all the time, but I yeah. know where the nutrients are, and I focus that on my plate, and I see the onions and garlic, and you know, if you're a strict carnivore, that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's the the flavor and the colors and the texture. I'll, I'll use vegetables as that, but I don't see that. I like, I will never have a big plate of spinach because I know how many oxalates are in there. So I, I just, you know, I just use, you know, wisely. So we, we, you think, I mean, I, this is a, a tough prediction, but you feel so good. Your health is thriving. Do you think you'll ever go back to eating vegetables? Oh, but like I do, I mean, you know, I'm still like, I have some, but just not okay. a lot. Like I, okay. Like which ones do you have? What so if you don't like have I said, spin- iceberg lettuce or okay. like onions and garlic for flavor? It's really not, it's not a lot of them, but okay. I don't really like you know my you kids get- don't like them. And guess what? With this coronavirus, I get I'm a bow hunter. I don't mean to offend any vegans or anything, oh. but I bow hunt right here. And Where do you so- live? In Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. So I have three chest freezers filled with meat. And I have like butcher box mailed to me for like beef and I don't have to go to the store. Yeah. Amazing. I live way out in the woods. I don't have to see anybody, you know, and I don't. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It sounds like an incredible life. Thank you. I, yeah. I'm an introvert at heart. I mean, I love like people like, really, you don't, you like to talk. It's like, that's, that's different. I, I'm an introvert. Like I, I like to be in the woods and I, you know, I kayak and I paddleboard with the humpback whales. You should see that. That's pretty cool. But like, I, I love helping people too, just like you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, that really fires me up is the fact that so many people don't understand how their body works. And so what's so cool about things like the carnivore diet and the keto diet is that in fasting is all of a sudden you eat a different way and you're like, you're this thing you're living in all of a sudden behaves a different way. And you're like, whoa, it, I, I so many people love that. How, yeah. They don't know how good they can feel. They yeah. really, really, I didn't. Yeah. I feel like I wasted, you know, the first 16 years of my life in this fog. Yeah. 
So true. So true. So let's end on this. I love talking to you, by the way. Your energy is awesome. Yeah. I feel like I could chat with you all day. I'm so sad we're not going to see each other at KetoCon, but our paths will cross somewhere. So, you know, one thing that I love the heart of people, I love people who have had some kind, had pain and they've overcome it. Like I just love, those are the kind of people that light me up. So if you had one message for the world, like if you could just scream it from the, from the highest mountain, what would that message be? Oh my gosh. That one I wish you would have prepared for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this is how we get the authentic answer. I know, right? I think it's really like important to, I, I was just telling my kids this today, to be yourself and be authentic to you. Even if it's like, I've spent years being picked on, like especially the first 10 years of doing this whole keto diet, people thought I was weird talking about fasting. It was unhealthy and bad, but I just stayed true to myself. But, you know, for them, they're black and I just teach them, you, we live in a white community and you're going to be different, but you know what? Rock on and show them that you are a fun, cool person, but you just have to be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. And if you don't want to be a carnivore, I will still love you. You be you. You be you. If you want to be a vegan keto, like you be you. And just like love love yourself. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. That brings uh, tears to my eyes. I, when I first, we talked a little bit about YouTube. When, when I first, my YouTube channel started to take off, the hateful things that got said was was really interesting. And so I had a lot of my colleagues say, oh, see, that's why I don't do social media. And I, and I, my, my answer to that is that I have made a pact with myself that I will always show up as me. And not everybody's going to like me. You might not like that I don't always, you know, I'm not always dressed up. But what you can guarantee from me is I will always be my authentic me. And I, and I think if we all did that, oh, God, the world would be a happier place. Think about all the greats in the world. They were all challenged and ridiculed. I mean, Albert Einstein. So your ideas, of course, they're going to be like, what is she talking about? And that's okay. You know? Agreed. Agreed. It makes you stronger. Yeah. Well, I adore you. This was such a great conversation. Someday. Someday. Maybe we'll be on your next retreat. Uh, We were already stalking the retreat yesterday, Jessica and I going, hmm, that might be one for us. But you're you're amazing. So where do people find you? I have a free website with over thousands of free... That protein noodle lasagna is on there at mariamindbodyhealth.com. So are the gummy bears. Otherwise, I'm on Instagram at Maria Emmerich. I'm on YouTube. I'll send you the link for that with all of those fun, yummy recipes I was talking about. So, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, thank you. And to my community, you guys go, go stalk Maria. I always call it stalking. Like when you get excited about somebody, go stalk her. She's got some, she's got some great stuff for you. So thank you for enlightening us. Yeah, this was awesome. Have a beautiful day. You put the whole foods in, you take all empty foods out, you put organic food in, and you shake bad toxins out. You eat ketobiotic and your microbiome shouts, that's what it's all about. You put fast cycling in, you take overeating out, you put the good fats in, trying seven fast types out. You download Carb Manager where your food is all graphed out. That's what it's all about. That's what resetting is all about.